Welcome back to the Shots Aside podcast. I'm your host, Alex. Um, I am joined today by Matt Rungi. Today, we're going to get into the Indiana Pacers. Um, we're going to first get into just their roster additions, subtractions, and then we'll look forward or look at uh, how this team looks going into the 2022-2023 season. Um, so starting off, their roster kind of... You know, a few layovers from last year. You know, Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Duarte, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, Jalen Smith, who they got from the Suns, um, Goga Batadze, O'Shea Brissett, Isaiah Jackson, Daniel Tice, who they got in a trade um, with Boston. Um, so additions on the team. I mentioned Daniel Tice, who they brought in. They also got Aaron Naismith in that uh, Brockton trade. Um, they drafted Ben Matherin. Um, and then <laughs> and they had DeAndre Ayton for a few hours. And that didn't work <laughs> out. <laughs> um, they uh, ended up losing Malcolm Brockton. We talked about that trade. Um, they lost TJ Warren, who went to the Nets. Lance Stevenson um, might be still free agent. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's still free agent. He wants to come back too, but they haven't signed him back yet. So, okay. Then Ricky Rubio went to Cleveland, re-signed there for a one-year deal, I believe. And then Dwayne Washington is a free agent as well. Yep, and he just signed a two-way with the Suns to either today or yesterday. Okay. So, you know, looking at this team, Matt. You know, what are your what are your feelings on on their uh, their hopes and dreams of uh, you know making to the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I would say uh, playoffs are completely out of the picture this year for them, um, unless they're bringing in LeBron with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, which I don't foresee Should be a possibility. <laughs> um, but I mean, for them, their playoffs really is just the. Uh, lottery sweepstakes this year so i'd say you know, with uh such a young team with people like tyrese halber and duarte and buddy or uh, not buddy healed uh ben mathrin <laughs> really like buddy healed <laughs> yeah buddy 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 um and then isaiah jackson too like just a bunch of young guys that really the the biggest thing that they need this year like all those guys more just like more time in the NBA. Obviously, Matherin's a rookie, so he obviously needs more time. But just some time to get some exper- NBA experience and not focus too much on, you know, being competitive this year, but more so getting experience for years where they will be competitive in the future once some of these guys get a little more experience under their belts. Um, you know, there's not really too much to say about like what their aspirations are this year outside of like, you know, just, I mean, I guess maybe it's some consolation prize, maybe not to finish last, but at the same time you want a higher lottery pick. So I think it's better to be worse, but I mean, the biggest thing, if you're a Pacers fan is you just want to see some of these guys just continue to develop and, you know, take, new steps i think this is how burton's third year so it'd be nice to see him take a more sizable step this year like i think he's already a good young player but like you you want to see like players take 
you know, like at the very most, like the John ja Morant step, but like that's not always attainable to take that big of a step in an off season. But I mean, that'd be, I mean, you'd like that if you're a Pacers fan, but I don't know if that's, yeah, you know, realistic, but we'll see. What, what about, right. what are your thoughts on this young squad? Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to be the last place finishing team in this division. And, you know, I, as much as the NBA doesn't want to see teams tank and get high draft picks potentially, you know, this is definitely where Indiana is kind of, you know, progressing towards with the roster they have. And then, the possible trade targets that they have on their team with, you know, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald and possibly TJ McConnell. Um, it's just, I find it so weird that, you know, Halliburton going into his what fourth year that, you know, this is his team. Like this is like, he's the quote unquote, like veteran leadership of this team. It just kind of, it feels weird to say that, but I mean, this team's really young. I think building that cohesiveness with um, and teaching, you know, players like Ben Matherin, who they brought in as, as a rookie, six overall in the draft, um, Jalen Smith, who they got in the Suns, who really played well for them last year, you know, when he got traded. Um, and then, you know, we, I don't think we've seen enough of, of Goga Batadze. I think, uh, you know, as he's shown flashes that he can he can score. He's you know a pretty decent rebounder. Um, defense is going to be an issue, of course. Um, you know, a player that we haven't really talked about yet is O'Shea Brissett. I'm I'm a huge fan of him. You know, if I was, you know, just for you know uh, to have a good backup come off the bench, I think he's perfect. I think. He fits in the mold of pretty much every team. So that's a player that, you know, could take another step. I think he's still young, might be like 24, 25. Um, could be a trade ship as well. Um, yeah, I want to I hear what your thoughts are on um, just their summer league that they had. You know, Chris Duarte played really well. Um, ben, you know, had his... his kind of moments as well what, what did you think of the you know summer league run that they had this year so far yeah I mean I I would I would hope that Duarte played well in the summer league considering he's 25 already um I think he's that old yeah which is kind of crazy considering it, it was honestly a little bit of a baffling pick for them last year considering that they're rebuilding and he's that old but um I mean, I guess by the by the time they're competing, which probably won't be for at least two more years, I would say, where maybe he'd be a nice veteran on the team by then. Um, but I think in summer league, like there's a lot of promise. I think, I think that they do have some good young pieces that are going to be good with time. Like not a, not even including Duarte. Like Halberton's young still. Matherin's obviously really young. Uh, Jalen Smith, I like a lot. I think, I mean, I think the Suns really dropped the ball on that one and they got a steal with Jalen Smith. Um, then I, Isaiah Jackson, I've, I've liked him back since when he used to play with LaMelo in Michigan for a while there, um, at Spire Academy. So 
I think he's got a lot of promise. Um, he's a nice shot blocker. He could definitely work on uh, his outside game a little bit, try to develop that some more. Um, but really the good thing about this team is like, they're all going to have the opportunity and the minutes to be able to improve, especially if uh, Heald and Turner are traded is like, I mean, there's just a boatload of minutes to go around. Uh, this Pacers team actually is the, has the lowest roster continuity going into this year too at 47%, which means there's a ton of open minutes and guys that didn't return or were traded or, released by the Pacers so there's tons of minutes available and I think that's honestly probably part of what like their front office was looking to do is make sure like some of these guys that didn't get the minutes on other teams like Naismith and and Jalen Smith to actually get the minutes on this team and see what they're capable of um it's funny actually like didn't realize at first that like they actually have three players now from the 2020 draft um, that were lottery picks with, uh, or maybe it was 2019. I think it's 2020 actually. Yeah. 2020. Cause they're both all going into their third year. So Naismith, Jalen Smith and Hal Burton were all lottery picks in 2020. So it's kind of funny right? that they have three of them now on their roster. Um, but I think, yeah, just like, building off the summer league some of these guys and then going into the year and actually getting minutes for some young guys I think can be really crucial in um, you know like developing in the NBA and something that they need to do is just surround some of these guys with like some good veteran leaders like I think TJ McConnell can be one of them and um, even Daniel Tice I think can be a good I think he's always been a good bench guy um and then I'm sure they'll get it if they do end up trading Miles Turner and Buddy Heal. I'm sure they'll bring in like maybe some contracts that aren't that great, but will at least be able to help, you know, like some of these young guys. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. You know, they trade away one of their, you know, kind of veterans, quote unquote, quote veterans in Malcolm Brogdon. Ended up bringing back you know, Naismith and Tice and, you know, a lot of play, a lot of, you know, fans and teams around the NBA would say, Hey, you know, Boston won this trade in a landslide. I think it's actually closer than most people realize. I mean, I think, you know, Naismith really didn't get a lot of time in Boston. I think here in Indiana, you're going to see a lot more uptake in minutes. You know, maybe they can incorporate him into the starting lineup if things go, you know, bad or if, you know, if some injuries happen as well. Um, and then also getting a first round pick in that trade too, I think, you know, really can help this team in, you know, their future aspirations. Um, I want to talk right now just about like possible miles Turner, buddy healed trades. Um, we've talked about miles Turner quite a bit in previous, uh, episodes just on where he might land. Um, where do you think Buddy Heald has a chance of landing if they do trade him? Uh, I just want to say here quick that, you know, I think Buddy Heald and Miles Turner are the highest paid pacer players as of now. Buddy's making $21 million, Miles is making $18 million. So you're going to f- have to find a team that either makes has a player that makes equal to that or more, and then, you know, 
obviously the main thing in this is getting young talent and then also um, draft picks to kind of fit around Halliburton and, and Ben Matherin. So, um, yeah, your thoughts on just like, you know, where you could see Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. We'll start with Buddy Heald first. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's tough to like say exactly where they'd be. I, I think, you know, I've seen a yeah. lot of like trades float around where like both of them end up in either LA or one of them does at least because of like the Westbrook thing. Like, cause both of them, they do have like decent sized salaries. Like, um, I think Buddy's is twenty million, and then um, Miles Turner is eighteen million. But obviously, if they're going to take back somebody like Westbrook in a trade, like they're going to want some serious draft capital, like one for the player, and then one to take back uh, Russell Westbrook's god awful contract. For considering, like they don't even need him. Like you don't want to have Westbrook on your team, like if you're the Pacers, like, cause you're obviously just going to buy them out. And that's a lot of money to buy out for, if you're not getting draft capital in return for him, um, because you don't want him to hurt your draft position. Cause I think, I don't think Westbrook's a terrible player. Like I, I know he gets a lot of hate, but I think he is a good enough player that he could hurt a team's draft position. If they gave him the reins, like what he did in with the wizards of the year, just making the playoffs as like an eight seed. Um, but I think I could see that as a way, but I could also see him, both these guys being involved in if, if Katie does end up getting moved, like just as like filler pieces, like sliding around, um, depending as like a third team option or what? yeah, as like a third team. Cause they, I think they have like 30 million in cap space. So I think, you know, to f- facilitate any Katie trade, like they might have to be involved in it. Um, yeah, it's tough to, I think like the most likely to get moved would be Miles Turner just because he's only got one year left on his contract. Um, and if he tells them that he doesn't want to like return there, like you obviously want to try to get any value you can out of him before um, he just goes off in free agency. Um, Cause I believe he's unrestricted. Um, so yeah. they couldn't get any value for him if they do wait until too late um and you know miles yeah. turner might just want to stick on the team too just so like he can put up monstrous stats so that in free agency he can get paid the most he possibly can but yeah you know that's another possibility that could happen uh, if yeah. they decide not to trade him and really like the the market for miles turner might not even be there as much anymore considering his health so like i think the Pacers actually can like offer him the most money in free agency too. So, you know, it could even be beneficial for him to do like a sign and trade with the Pacers um, after the season's up. Cause that, yeah. I, that's been, that's been more often done um, because of bird rights and things like that. You are able to offer players more money. So I wouldn't say it's guaranteed that either of them will move, but I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, I know for one thing that they don't want to be too good this year because I think they definitely want to be in the lot like low end of the lottery just because um, it doesn't really make sense to be in no man's land of fighting for a low playoff seed. But at the end of the day, like all these guys are trying to win, it's more of like management that would want to <laughs> to lose games. So 
players right. are always going to play their hardest because they have stuff on the line too. So, well, it didn't help that it didn't help that they got absolutely sniped by the Suns and you know could have brought in DeAndre Ayton, which would have made things a lot easier for them to potentially move Miles Turner too because I don't think they would have kept both of them on the team, but. You know, just looking at this team from last year, you know, they had 26 players, you know, playing in their on their NBA team. So I think this year it's going to be trying to get, you know, a good solid group of 9 to 12 players that they can kind of rotate in and then see what they have there and move on with that. You know, injuries do happen too, and Hal Burton missed some time last year. You know, you had, you know, Chris Duarte missed time. O'Shea missed time. Isaiah Jackson missed time. I mean, you know, Turner missed like team, the whole season. Yeah, Turner basically missed an entire season as well. So, first things first is this team needs to get healthy. Halbert needs to play a full season so that you can finally see what pieces actually work around him, and then then you can make those decisions on who you know. Either you want to keep some players, you want to trade some players. I think you probably see Turner and Buddy Heald start on this team to start the season. And then before the trade deadline, you know, when things inevitably probably will be going south for them, they'll probably end up finding a package of a team that needs, you know, a player like Buddy Heald or Miles Turner to fit in. So um, going forward, you know, this team, it's, it's really tough to – have hope if you're an Indiana Pacers fan for this next season. Um, it's it's one of those teams that you know I probably won't be watching a ton on League Pass this next year. But if I do, it's going to be because Halliburton's having a great year, or you know maybe Benedict Matherin is fighting for a Rookie of the Year compensation. So, um, yeah. I just, it's it's going to be a tough tough season for Indiana, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I have to agree. I think, you know, I think it'll be a good year to show, like, um, you know, like display like some of their young talent. But I think, you know, beyond that, like, it's not. It's definitely a rebuilding year. I don't think. Um, I think most Indiana fans would agree that's a rebuilding year, if not all Indi- right. Indiana fans. Um, and really, they're probably looking at the same things in terms, like obviously they will follow more closely, but they're probably looking more at like wanting Hal Burton to, you know, like take the next step. And then um, I think with the minutes that Matherin can be assumed to have, like you probably are really hoping he's in that rookie of the year conversation. Um, considering he was the sixth overall pick, like, I mean, that's definitely not too much of a stretch to say that he would be in that conversation. Um, Cause I, I know some of these other guys, you know, they might hold them back a little bit more depending on where their team's at, especially like guys that are outside of like the top 10, you know, like draft picks, even guys like yeah. Dyson Daniels and like Shade and Sharp, I see less likely in the rookie of the year conversation just because of the teams that they went to. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I like the, I like the general direction that they're going. I think they're still a year or two away with like a little bit more like um, 
like two more lottery picks and I think that you're going to see like they're like well on their way to being a good team again um I think this is often how Indiana rebuilds too is like they're not they're kind of like Minnesota they're not getting any marquee free agents usually they're building through the draft and you know maybe maybe next year they find their own Anthony Edwards type player um and like they're in the conversation like because I think that's really how teams rebuild quickly is like they find a generational player you know or like a superstar in the making yeah I mean which they will probably find in this next year's draft with you know they'll probably be a bottom five team this next year is what I'm guessing but so NBA.com their latest preseason power rankings uh for the Indiana Pacers uh they were dead last. So, I mean, my question to you, Matt, is do you agree with them being dead last? Personally, I think that's probably where they're going to land if they don't end up training anybody or get anybody back. Yeah, I mean, not really any, like, yeah, they were dead last in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, I just based off the off-season moves, like, obviously, you got to see players play. Like, Matherin could really surprise as a rookie, so you never know. Um, and then they could maybe keep Buddy and Miles Turner. But I just – besides maybe, like, the Orlando Magic, I just don't see them – any team even coming close to them, really, besides them. Because uh, I think the Pistons made some big enough moves that can keep them in front. Um and even the magic, like with uh, adding Paolo, like I right. think it, they got think, their own first overall pick. Yeah, I think the Pistons, Magic, who were the only two teams behind them last year, um, and not by much, only two and three games. I think when you add um, a number one pick, that adds at least three games. And the Pistons adding the fifth overall pick, and I believe eleventh overall was Jalen yep. Barron. Um, you know, I think those two will probably pass the Pacers. I just, I just don't see it this year with the Pacers, um, which I think is fine. Like, I think I don't think they should expect to be it because, like, it's the same thing with like the Pistons, like, uh, and like the Magic. Like, you want to get somebody like Paolo Benchero, Bencaro and um, Cade Cunningham because then, like, the next season, like your chances just shoot up so much higher and like, you just have so much more potential as a team. Like, I mean, you think that like, if you're an Indiana fan and you think they're, they have a lot of promise now with like Hal Burton and Matherin, like now say, personally, I don't (laughs) No, I know. I'm just saying like, they probably do because they're fans of the team. So then now say you add a Victor Wembenyea, then like, holy shit, this is, like, looking like a squad now. Like, you know, like... Yeah, that changes your franchise around, for sure. Yeah, so, like, if I was them, I'd just be, you know, like, hoping that, like, we just get a good draft pick, like, this year, because... It's got to be top three. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be, like, a team like the Wizard that's stuck in purgatory every single year because they're, like, just good enough to not get a great pick and then not good enough to do anything in the playoffs. Like, I mean nothing against the wizards, but like, that's not the best position to be in, you know? Yeah. But I mean, even the wizards have like a, you know, an all-star in Bradley Beal. They have Kristaps Porzingis, who's not too shabby himself, along with some good role players that, you know, your fans can kind of get behind. 
you know, with this team, you're kind of just going off of your, I mean, it's Halliburton's team and then you got a bunch of young talent and then maybe you're a huge, like Arizona Ben Matherin fan, you know, other than that, you know, you said two to three years rebuild. I think this is potentially like a four to five year rebuild before we see them actually make some quote unquote, you know, possibilities of being a playoff team. Yeah, I think it. I mean, it really depends on how they do in the lottery because I think it, anybody that adds Victor Wembanyama is going to be substantially better than they were last year. Um, yeah, but okay, say you opinion. add him. Yeah, say you add him into this Indiana Pacers team next year. You know, they get the first round pick, and they keep everybody on their team that they have already right now. Do you think this is that would be a playoff team? Because I still don't think it would. Uh, and I still think I it would think take like a, three or four years. I think it would be a play-in team. I think he's that good. Like I think he's like a generational talent, in my opinion. But I mean, obviously, everybody's opinion is going to differ. Differ, but like, yeah, I think he's kind of like a Zion Williams. Like, I mean, just look how how much like the he's obviously a different type of player. But I think he's like that good in terms of a player. Um, I mean, look at how much Luka Doncic like propelled the like how quickly you propelled the Mavs um so like if you have somebody that good but at the same time I'm also like projecting that like you know like Hal Burton will be better and Matherin will be better next year so I mean you never know I think it all kind of depends like who stays healthy too like you never know what's gonna people break out all the time too like you never know if like Jalen Smith ends up being like a 20 and 10 guy next year or something like true. You just really never know. Um, But I think there's, there's some hope uh, like, but I think really they do need to keep adding more lottery talent and before it ends up like coming to fruition Um, just to stay on a positive note for the Pacers. But I did, I do think I like it this year in the East, if I'm being honest, but no, Obviously, I, yeah, I think yeah. your posit—I think your positivity is kind of you know making me think that maybe maybe I should give this team a little bit more of a watch uh, <laughs> on NBA League Pass instead of just dogging them like that. Yeah, I mean, I liked watching Matherin at Arizona. Um, I know he was on late, so a lot of people, if unless you're on the West Coast, might not have watched him too much. But since I was watching, it, I, since I'm a, a big Chet guy, I watched him a couple times play the Zags and he always played good in those games. And, you know, I think he could be a good player. He kind of reminds me of a little bit of like, a, I don't know, like a, almost like a, like Ben Gordon type player a little bit. Um, kind of yeah, a weird, hopefully he can be a little bit better than but, Ben Gordon. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what you're hoping like his floor is, is like a Ben Gordon type player. Yeah. And then like a ceiling a little bit higher than now, obviously. But like, I think, in the end, like, I think he could be a good, like, you know what? I think he could be, like, a Jalen Brown, like, player at, at his ceiling. Like, okay. uh, if I'm being honest. Just just like from what I saw. Dwayne in Wade? Yeah, like a prototype? I don't know. D, D- Wade, I, I, I'm a big fan yeah. of D Wade, so I, I, I don't want to really compare somebody to them. But um, but that could be, yeah. like, the ultimate J- ceiling. Yeah. But even Jalen Brown's a good ceiling. Um, right. No, I mean, yeah. Ben, so in Summer League, they I think they shut him down because he had like a little minor injury. I think it was possibly like an ankle injury or something. But um, 
I don't think it's too serious where he's going to miss regular season time, but um, maybe something to keep an eye out on um, when he does start out. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy. That'd be nice. Anything yeah. else that you wanted to touch uh, base on with the Indiana Pacers before we get into our second uh, topic? Not particularly. I mean, I think it, if you're the, a Pacers fan, it's kind of just a hang on them weight approach a little bit. Um, you know, that's, a, that's kind of a lot of these like bottom tier teams a little bit. Um, just hope guys develop and, you know, maybe I'll – see them more and more on league pass if they're doing good or like, you know, maybe Halburn's in the most improved conversation if he has a good year or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's yep. about all. I, I, I know. I, so I know I answered what I thought they would be in this division. Um, I don't think I asked you what uh, your answer would be. I think it's probably pretty similar to where I'd have them. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably have them. I know last time I said like I could maybe see them being past the the Pistons, but you know in reality they're they're probably going to be the last team in this league unless like for whatever reason um, guys take monster strides or they have a bunch of like good health slates and guys don't get traded. But I mean it's tough to tell with injuries, but you just I don't see them being anything too special this year, but. A lot to look forward to in the future, I think. Yeah, the key for this Indiana team, I mean, when you're watching them, is just to see, you know, how this young talent comes together and then, you know, also which ones fit around Tyrese Halliburton and Ben Matherin. Um, That'll be the key going forward. Moving on to our next topic. Uh, Matt, you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, so the next topic, um, just uh, the NBA announced that um, they're going to be playing a couple. They're doing a Canada series, so they're going to play a couple games in Canada in the preseason, um, both featuring the Raptors, but not in Toronto. They're going to be playing uh, – the Raptors will play the Jazz in Edmonton on October 2nd, and the other game will be the Raptors versus the Celtics. Um in Montreal on October 14th. Uh, so just kind of a way to expand the NBA a little bit, get it into a couple other cities in Canada. Um, you know, cause that, I think Montreal, I believe used to have a team if I'm not mistaken. I know Vancouver did, but I Vancouver think did. Montreal might've had a team unless I'm thinking just hockey. Cause I know they have a hockey uh, team, yeah. but I yeah, thought I maybe there's one other have... city that did. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not, wrong, but I don't think, Montreal yeah, maybe not, but, um, I know Vancouver did, but I think the NBA is just kind of trying to get the Canadian market a little bit more involved. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, I think it's always good to try to expand the NBA as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the game, the second game, I'm really looking forward to that one. Like with the Raptors and Celtics, I think that'll be a really good game in Montreal. Um, but if they end up you know, having a team in Montreal, I could see somebody like, you know, maybe I know Drake's in Toronto, but as being an owner possibly for a Canadian team, that'd be pretty cool. Um, do you have any like names that maybe Montreal could maybe get for their, for their squad? 
Montreal yeah, Monsters, so maybe? Just just uh, for notes, yeah, the Vancouver is the only other one. So I was just thinking right. that there's two Mont- there's a Montreal hockey team, but um yeah, I think uh, a name maybe in Montreal. Um you know, I've never been to surprisingly, I've never been to Canada considering I live in Minnesota, which right next to it, but I guess Canada's pretty huge, so it's just uh, a walk away. I'll give myself a pass on that one, but <laughs> you know, a name I, I, I honestly I like the Grizzlies name, but obviously you can't do that since there's already a Grizzlies right. team. But may, maybe there could well, be some some type of like Hornets uh, deal where like they, I think didn't the Hornets trade trade with like New Orleans like or something like that? Like they, yep, flip names or something like that. I could maybe see something like that in the future where the Grizzlies name goes back to like Vancouver or something like that. And then uh, Memphis has a more Memphis like name. Um, maybe the Memphis right. blues or something like that. I know there's already the St. <laughs> Louis blues, but um, yeah, no, so I, th- I think what they else. usually do, I think what they usually do in this situation is they usually have like three to five team name options that they do. And sometimes they let the fans kind of vote in on it. And then, you know, whichever one wins, they usually go with that. But yeah, um, I'm not a huge fan of that process just because sometimes you get some weird, funky names that people just like to vote on. But um, yeah, I think expanding the league only helps not only just as a business side of things when it comes to revenue yeah. for the league, but also um, potential just expansion outside the U.S. and getting more people to watch it um, can is always going to help the league for sure. And um, the more teams that you can get in, the more fans you can get in, uh, it, it only grows the game that much further. So I love it. Um, another thing that we kind of wanted to touch base on, I know it really doesn't involve the NBA, but it does involve um, kind of a knockoff version of, of basketball. But uh, Slam Ball is coming back in 2023. Your thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, so for those that don't know Slam Ball, Slam Ball is kind of a mix between football and basketball and a couple other Just look up the like YouTube videos. And, yeah. You can basically uh, tackle people, and um, there's four trampolines, I believe, surrounding the um, – maybe even more than that. But there's trampolines behind the hoop or, like, in front of the hoop, so you can just slam on people and get monster blocks and – you know, it, was, it didn't last long. I think it only lasted a year last time. But it, it, there was some, yeah. definitely some fun moments in, in it where people would just get yammed on. Um, so it'll be fun to have it back. I, I hope maybe they put, like, a little bit more effort into it this time of, like, there, there was times where it was kind of tough to watch because it turned into basically just tackling people <laughs> instead of, like, yeah. <laughs> any type of basketball. But it, it was fun to watch. Um I would definitely look up some highlights on there, but it should be fun to watch. Um, I, I'm a, I was a big fan of it. I used to watch it. It used to be on Spike TV, so not sure if it'll be back on that or a bigger channel, but definitely worth checking. And prob- out. probably somewhere else, but uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be definitely. Usually, they have it in the off season of the NBA, so it's not gonna can you know get in the way of watching yeah. NBA games, of course, but. Kind of fulfill um, just that have... basketball need in the summertime. Right, right. 
because I mean the summer league doesn't summer league so short that it you know you kind of miss makes you miss basketball even that much more when you only get to see it for one week in the yeah. summertime. But maybe, maybe um, we can see LeBron going into there for a little bit once he retires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he wants to do that. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably lay some but, people out though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's gonna conclude it here from shots aside. Um, before we go though, um, just want to shout out my wishes to Brittany Griner and her family and her friends. Hopefully, she can make it back soon. Um, I think the trial should be concluding soon here, and then you know we'll have to wait and see. You know, you know if there's some sort of deal that can be made to bring her back. Um, that is. That is the ultimate goal. So um, I hope that she can come back soon, play in the WNBA. And uh, from us here at Shots Aside, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok now. Check out our TikToks. Um, They're pretty interesting. Um, And then also send us um, some comments in the comments selection below. Um, With that being said, guys, peace out. Peace.